Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. V and I are back in Miami after our long road trip. We talk a little bit about the road trip and the shenanigans we got into along the way. Uh, we also talk about UFC 297 that just happened in Toronto. Some of the controversy uh, surrounding that, it was like a big clash of liberal and conservative culture and I found that really interesting. So we chat about that a little bit. We talk about, we, we, we go back to Andrew Tate. I know that's very uh, 2021 of us, but um, we got some new information on Andrew Tate that we chat about. And also his, he's identified a big problem in relationships that we chat about. He's correct in the problem. His, uh, what he prescribes as a resolution for the problem may not be so good, but we give our take on that. And what we think a good resolution is, um we also talk about fast and the furious um them going to outer space and a bunch of other things like we always do uh super fun episodes so you definitely don't want to miss this one as always make sure you check us out at hybridstrengthcoach.com you can do any of our programs for seven days free all you have to do is click the seven day free option at checkout you can do our bodybuilding powerlifting olympic weightlifting program a combination of those things um, strongman, athletic programming, any of that stuff. And again, you can do that for seven days free. Just click the seven day free option at checkout. Other than that, just sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for you know quite some time so maybe you can speak to that a little bit yeah i i was going through the same thought process years ago and i had a lot of questions about you know the, the state of my blood work uh my testosterone levels and as a performance athlete it was always a question that i had in the back of my mind guys please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on instagram to get these questions answered for you women rejuvenation clinic provides solid medical advice they read your blood work they go through the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth. Now onto the show. So how about like the little stack of things in front of you your little podcast ensemble that you have there that you need a gator gato or gator light this is like i didn't even look at the calories on this but this is oh it's not bad 50 it's like a pedialyte but gatorade version and i've only been taking stimulants all day so i was like oh, maybe i should get hydrated <laughs> <laughs> and then my diet coke for once i'm hydrated i can get a little more <laughs> caffeine in there Couple zins, you know. With more caffeine? Or yeah. not caffeine. Well, yeah, there's not caffeine, but I mean, guess technically still a, a stimulant. Okay, and then your other stimulant from the other yeah, like, side. I like to be up. <laughs> All right? I like to be up until the last second of the day. This is me. And I crash. My, and this I'm, is my little cup uh, of water. My gen <laughs> generic <laughs> cup of water. It reminds me of what's uh, Crystal Lee and his brother's podcast. Mm -hmm. His brother always has like six, oh my God. six drinks on the table. Yeah, no. Like, well, Why do you have so many drinks? Not anymore. <laughs> he, got, he got like reamed out about that a couple podcasts. That was funny. <laughs> Lifeline. That's the, <laughs> that's the episode. I wanted to talk about something that yeah. um, I don't know how much we've gone into it. So I wanted to go into detail since we're, you know, with the whole intro that you just did. Right. Um. Your girl isn't getting thick by accident. <laughs> okay. You said that somewhere. Where was it? In my in my post. Oh, okay. That's and right. and I wanted to talk about that because you've been coaching me since Right. Well, since forever, since our whole relationship really. Mm -hmm. But But I feel like as last been, year, as you've been getting stronger, you've been getting more well, and more focused on well, it and like Well, that's what I'm trying to yeah. So so when I got sick, 
the whole, after I got sick, the whole point of me being, you know, from getting back into the gym was supposed to be just me moving right. and just becoming a human again. <laughs> yeah, getting back to like regular life. Yeah, so we were doing like minute, I couldn't even, I barely moved because I was really weak. I right. had muscle loss and I had muscle weakness, which were two um, symptoms. But as the we as the months progressed, I don't know if we decided, or if you decided, or you mentioned. I don't know how this came about, but all of a sudden, I'm on this quest to get stronger. Right. Well, I think maybe how it happened was I was just doing all your programming for you because when you came back from being sick, you were just weak. So like, we'll get you stronger. I started writing every workout for you. And then that's right, because that's not how it was were, before. Yeah. Well, you got to a point where you were like sort of back to normal, but I was still, I just kept writing your program. So I was like, I'm going to make this what I like. <laughs> <laughs> and I just basically got you doing but I, powerlifting. I don't know exactly how it happened because it, it was pretty mutual and I was yeah. really enjoying how you were training me immensely. And if you can explain to the audience what kind of training style I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, it's basically what, why I started hybrid was the way that I was training at the time and I'm doing things that were both like sort of a mix of, you're not doing the, the Olympic weightlifting part of it, but, uh, powerlifting combined well, not, with hold on a second i did that well, one did, yeah i did that one uh crossfit um whatchamacallit competition competition is like a like a family like a fun friends one, yeah. fun one uh in 902 and you taught me how to clean and jerk in one hour yeah you made every um like professional athlete that i've trained over the last however long I've been in the industry just looks so stupid because <laughs> I, I was like, right, I give short, shorter, you know, the basic steps. Of being uh, show, like a, a we should show a, cli a clip of me. Yeah. You want to so, pull up her uh, V's Instagram? Well, no, no, no. Oh, it's not on there. It's not posted. Oh, okay. Well, I just like, you know, I showed it's her the basics stories. of it and she was like, oh, you mean like this? And I was like, uh, yeah, exactly like that. Actually, <laughs> that's pretty much perfect. I'm going to send it to Caesar. And so. You've never really done it before. So I was, it was pretty impressive. And you, it was the day before, it was a Christmas, like, fun competition in Canada that uh, Jess was like, I need a teammate for, and you went in at last minute. So the day before, they released what the workouts were, and there was clean and jerk, and you're like, I don't know how to do that. I was really <laughs> worried about it, because uh, when I, I started fitness by um, just do, uh, going to CrossFit, so... I got into fitness with CrossFit and I had, I couldn't do anything overhead because I had these, this strange, this unknown issue with my traps, shoulder area. And neck, right? It was like, is my, my neck trap and shoulder area that would like lock up and it would happen anytime that I did anything crazy. So I basically modified everything. I did no overhead moves. So I never learned any Olympic lifting. Yeah, could have fooled me. <laughs> Here it but is. Yeah. You, have the, you have the video? Well, I have this one that I did before comp. Oh, here it is. I'm going to send these both to Caesar. I'm going to airdrop them to you. Yeah, while well, he's pulling it up. So, yeah, you did that. You did a little bit of that. But mostly, like, your actual training has been powerlifting with a bunch of accessory bodybuilding work. So you you never really trained that much upper body before, right? I, so you, so you can't tell because you're wearing a baggy <laughs> shirt, but you've been exploding. Exploding kittens. Dude, look at your, your, your triceps are actually what's crazy. Do it. I don't know if you can get it in the oh thing, God. but it's like. Can you see it? Yeah. You've got is those it, like. Is it big? Does oh, it look good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like those horseshoe triceps that you can just like see when you're relaxed from the front. It's pretty wild. And uh, they, you obviously have good genetics too, like. Yeah, I. So you you've responded well to the training, but you know that 
it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. I do have a good genetics, I think. Uh, but I've been working. You know, why am I getting so thick so fast? Um, it's addicting, right? I've been. It's a well. It's uh, the PRs are addicting. Oh yeah. And I've been setting PRs like every month. Like almost every workout in some capacity. Well, a, like uh, there's reps a couple. Or one rep max, or it's always something. There's always something volume PR, and I've been training hard. Yeah. I have not been training that many days in a week, and I no think it's fine. Yeah, I've been uh, doing been like three to four workouts, maybe. Yeah. Five tops, which is. Uh, crazy thing yeah well there's been a lot of holidays in there too so and uh i've been eating in surplus i mean when i got sick one of the side effects was extreme hunger <laughs> <laughs> um so once i started to take the medicine i was able to gain weight mm -hmm. keep it and i was eating like a maniac and then it starts to regulate, so the extreme hunger goes away eventually. But um, I also, since I started dating you, I've been able to eat, period, because before I was so stressed out. So as soon as we started dating, I was able to eat way more than, like, before. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta eat a lot of food if you're gonna be around um, me. So that's good. And then uh, surplus, obviously. That's, yeah. everybody knows. If but you don't know at this point, you have to eat in surplus to gain. Yeah. Um, We've gained all like quality mass and you're freaking getting strong, dude. I've been training to failure mm -hmm. and all of my workouts and I've been pretty consistent for the, the first time. Not the first time. I've been, I've been pretty consistent more so now with you i think because i'm just more excited about training the training style is so cool i think it's that's one thing i love about strength fun. sports rather than an aesthetic sport is like you realize in real time the progress that you've made when you hit a pr so you get to yeah. like you know what i mean it, it, like bodybuilding is a long game where you do all these things for a really long time and over time they build them and play off, pay off, and it, that is still the case with powerlifting. But you have to go to a competition and pose and get judged by people in bodybuilding to like sort of be validated in a way. Whereas in powerlifting, it's like if you lift five more pounds than you did last week, you can't argue with it. You got stronger, right? So it's like that always feels good that you can get that recognition from yourself and challenge yourself every single day, every single week. Kind of it thing. is very different, is what I want to say. I feel really confident. I've never felt this confident in my body and in myself, and I'm not shredded right now. I mean, no. Let's who, be honest. Who you ask. I mean, I, your idea of shredded is very different. Than well, a lot of people, let's but. go back in time and check out all my, you know. Yeah. Well, your post from the. Yeah, you're a couple of years ago. You look different than when your goal was just to be as lean as possible. I don't have visible abs anymore, which I'm fine with at this moment. It, would it be cool to have, you know, showing abs all the time? Yeah, it'd be fucking cool, but I don't know. Like, there's something about this training style that has helped me shift the focus, and I think that's really important when especially with girls that have body dysmorphia issues. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of my clients have these issues where they're so focused on appearance. And it's helped me so much to shift that. Um, you know, there, you still have that little voice in the back, but it's just like more muted. Yeah. As a girl. Yeah, well, that's. I think that's obviously like, in terms of your mental health, that's way healthier. Yeah, it's You're definitely feels healthier you're more focused on what your body can do rather than what your body looks like and that's yeah i mean you listen to any sort of health guru or expert or whatever they're gonna say that that should be the goal right how your body feels how your body performs versus and the byproduct of that will be a good physique yeah. right and uh a healthy physique as long as your your diet is um, in check but you know, it's it's the main goal is not just like, you know, do I look thinner today? Wait, Caesar, can you put back the note? 
So it's it's like that, and then um, I, I I also mentioned that I took my recovery seriously, that I slept enough and took days off when I needed to. Um, not that I sleep perfectly, because you know me. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's not what I would describe it as. But I'm definitely. Uh, Dude, you know, I have these. wakes up from a, a fly <laughs> fart in the driveway of the house. And every time I, if I move, if I move ever so slightly, I just hear this from the other side of the bed. <sighs> oh no! I'm like, oh my, sorry for being no, alive. Don't dude. expose me. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, um, I, well, I just, at, at the beginning when we I first know, started dating, I'm I was sorry, like, geez, I'm not impossible. nice. But now I just give you a hard time back. No, I, I've been she, better she'll though. She'll go like, ah, I'll be babe, like, babe, <laughs> no, I've been better though, right? Sometimes. We had, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? Well, once, once I told you that, that you were like. We had a serious conversation. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, dude, I can't like, um, I have to like lie there like. I felt so bad. In a starfish position and not move. It's like, I can't exist like this. You are I have really to be able to nice too. turn. You're so sweet. Yeah, no, you, it was fine. You're was the fine. best. Yeah. Um, I don't take it seriously. I'm such anymore, an either. asshole in, <laughs> no, my, in, no, in, my, in that my sleep. <laughs> you're fine. I'm like the, the devil sometimes, apparently. <laughs> not, you're not as bad anymore. I know. Right? Okay. But anyway, the point is that I've been really enjoying this type of workout. And yeah. like, I'm just such a, I just want the, the entire world to know this. You're an amazing coach. Oh, thank and you. And if, if your guys are like lost in your programming, if you haven't signed up for hybrid, like it's not because I'm biased because I'm Hayden's girlfriend. I'm really, <laughs> truly enjoying this. If he was a random guy doing this for me, I would feel the same way because I've had coaches before. That's nice. And it, it helps that you're super coachable also. It does help to be uh, not a hard head, knucklehead uh, client. <laughs> and be yeah. and listen to your coach and you know trusting your coach and actually trusting the process well yeah i mean for anyone who's who has a coach that is not their significant other if you're paying for a service and you're feeling like you're not uh like you don't want to listen to your coach it's like then why what are you paying for it's like if you're gonna buy into the process with your money you need to buy-in as well right you you need it doesn't mean don't ask questions or understand why things are happening but if your coach tells you to do something you've paid this guy to instruct you because you have trust in him you know you should most of the time do do what they're saying you know and what that's what i like is like you go into training with me so blind that it's like i don't even tell you what weight is on the bar i can't i think that's half the reason why you hit prs all the time is because i'll just put <laughs> yeah, on a weight i can't know you have no idea what it is you just trust me i and trust like, you oh you just hit a 10 pound pr i know i know what's happening kind of sometimes but i don't let it get into my head and um here's here's some a recap of my lifting prs does it does it make sense to list uh, well, why don't you list the when you started versus right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm versus gonna... what you do now. Just the 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 when I started. Just when I started versus. Yeah. Now, so like in each of the so bench, <clears throat> we bench. Okay, we, I technically started in March. I well, no, I technically so I got back into the gym after I got sick March 28, but I didn't start logging bench until June 25th. That was at 77 pounds for eight reps. Should I find the... Find like a lower number that you have. Okay, like so 724 Okay. for two, 85 pounds. 85 for two in July. Okay. Um, and then I just did on the 20th of this month, I did for two with feet up and twice. Two sets, yeah. 96 pounds. Nice. And I think for with feet down, didn't you do like 105 for a triple or something? Or I something? did for two on the fourth, 94 pounds. Okay. Oh, 105. Yeah, 105. For one what, on yeah. the 30th of November. Those are big percent increases. And this, as somebody like 77, obviously, is, is what you started at is light, but you're somebody who's never really trained upper body before. so Not seriously. Yes. Yeah, and not for strength. So no. you're starting from basically... I never trained for strength, really. Yeah. No. So it's... I mean, like, I obviously got stronger as my fitness progressed, but yeah. not like this. 
I didn't, then, didn't so what, specifically. What about uh, squat and deadlift? So deadlift, I the first log is August 28th at 185 pounds. And... I think you've done two... The 18th, ten. that was for three, sorry. And then the 18th of this month, I did 207.2 for three. Damn. I mean, that's another big, big increase. My max is 210. 210. But I mean, if you're doing 207 for a triple... And that in that session, probably, I did a lot of failures. Remember that session? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You failed like a one rep and then went back down and, and i hadn't eaten yeah so you were i mean your actual one rep max is going to obviously be a lot higher than 210 i had my period too, I think. for a triple and then squat and then squat the first log is on the 14th of J july yeah 135 for three mm -hmm. um for some reason, I have a log here f on the thirty-first of August for two, and there's no, there's no pound, there's no. I might have erased that by accident. Oh, Irrelevant. Shit. Go on. Uh, so one thirty-five for three on on July fourteenth, and then the last um, time I lifted was one fifty-five for two. So you did, yeah. So twenty pounds. And my max is one sixty-five for one. Yeah, I mean you're you're. I mean, every week you just do like a little bit more. And that was a tied PR, the one fifty five. So I had yeah. done that before. Yeah, I mean you're getting way stronger, and you're addicted, and you just have it's to keep fun. doing that and just chipping away little by little. And I want you to once you deadlift and squat two plates. I'm gonna sign you up for a powerlift. No, meet. stop it. <laughs> oh yeah, we're getting you in the singlet. <laughs> no, you don't. You think that it's like you're gonna have to go against all people who are doing like 500 pounds, but no. Powerlifting. What's great about it is the entire spectrum of lifters are there, so it's like at any local meet you can go in. You're not gonna be the weakest person. It'd be fun. Okay. It'd be fun. Anyway. I got her doing smelling salts and everything. I know that was the that was the the first time doing that. He just had me start using a belt in like the last couple of sessions, which I've used belts before, but not this hard. Powerlifting belt's a little different. Yeah. It is awful. Yeah, she was using a, using a lever belt, a real stiff one, so it's cut like it cutting sucks. her up. It sucks, it was, yeah. it gave me, yeah, it would, uh, left marks, which I don't really <laughs> care, they went away, but it's like, it was really tight, man. It was, <laughs> took me a little bit to get used to. Oh man! Wait you remember we, I got wait, scared. Wait, we put you in knee wraps? I know. I I am not. I don't want that. You don't need that. Um. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> You're the best. Sorry. So. So then, the other thing that I wanted to talk about that was super random is. How about you? No, this made is so me stupid. Climb. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. No, I thought you were gonna say something. No, else. I'm not gonna talk. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say that one. That's just okay, gonna okay. stay there forever. What did I, I mean? Just you because it's what fun. Did I make you climb. Hmm. I made you climb. No, remember that the moose that we came across in Quebec was it Quebec? Oh, no, yeah. that was no, um, uh, New Brunswick. New Brunswick. Yeah. Well, we, for yeah, for and we anyone who doesn't follow either us on social media, we did a road trip from Nova Scotia to Toronto, and then to drop our dogs off with my mom in Toronto, and then we did a road trip from Toronto to Miami. So we spent like the better part of a week on the road. Yeah. And like, I don't know, just when you're on a road trip and like the monotony of just driving and do, especially for me who is the one driving. It's so, like, I'm just staring at the road for so long. It's so boring. So whenever we stopped, like, I always wanted to do something goofy. So a lot of these places that are along either the Trans-Canada Highway or some of these bigger highways, they'll put sort of, like, weird attractions at their, <laughs> at their gas stations that are right off of the highway so that people, like, do stuff and take pictures, right? Yeah. And the first one... It was the middle of a blizzard. It was like <laughs> minus 20. So and I'm awful. Like, I'm like, you, you think I could lift you up onto that moose statue? I'm and like, this, this was a full scale 
like two real life scale was moose. it a full like a li- yeah like that's like a what, real? the size of a moose okay. yeah it was fucking huge <laughs> okay <laughs> the photo first, the photo doesn't do it justice either. first like, of it all looks big, oh, we but, have to give you the photo caesar well you can put it you'll put it in later yeah but um <laughs> i was like no i'm not doing that babe first of all it's a fucking blizzard it's like negative three thousand i had to pump her up in the car for like three minutes before no it was not three minutes <laughs> I, I i said okay fine so he just <laughs> drove over to the moose without me consenting and i'm like all right fine i was like we're doing it and he executive props me up and there's a fucking truck driver right next to us like staring at this whole thing happening he got really excited for us he was honking his horn and stuff. did he <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we did one of these, you know, where you grab the feet, you you like you step in my hand and then I go yeah. and I throw her up. But then you were still only like halfway up, so I had to like push you onto it. Ah, oh, we should have gotten a video of it, you know? Like p- put the camera somewhere. Yeah, that would uh, And uh, just that got, been good. got it all on video. So there was that one. That was a good photo. Cuz it was cool cuz we got kind of like stamps of where we were with like goofy photos at different stages. There was one that we saw from the highway. Remember, it almost pulled off the highway. What was it? Oh, the, the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs. It was and even taller than the moose. It I'm, was like we're gonna have to do it on the way back. Brontosauruses and t- but it's gonna be on the other side of the highway that time, so we're gonna have to pay attention. Oh my god! I don't god, even remember where that was, but I was like, I saw it from far off too. I'm like, we can get off this exit and get a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get you sitting on different weird things the whole the whole way back home, and she she didn't let me do that one, but well. I don't, I don't know that I didn't let, I think it was like, nah. And then when, after the moose one, I would have said yes. No, it, this was after the moose one. The dinosaur one was, but we really? weren't, yeah, but we weren't there. We didn't get off. We weren't like stopping. It seemed there. really far. I mean, like it was it, out of the way. It, we had already just stopped and it would have been that's like probably a, why. A, a, a detour, you know, we were like, let's yeah. get there. I mean, these blizzard. are like 10 hour drive days. Yeah, they were long and dangerous. Like very, the ro- you couldn't yeah. see the road at very. a lot of points. You couldn't see more than like five feet in front of you in the car. So many accidents. Every two seconds, there was like a transport truck that had gone off the highway, or like some or a, someone's personal vehicle. Not good. The amount of car accidents were nuts, and there was a couple times that we got lucky. We yeah. Where and I was driving pretty safe, but there there when we first got into it, when it went from like normal conditions to blizzard. The first time I had to stop hard, I hit the brakes and we just slid for like half a football field. No, you're so exaggerated. You don't. I would have remembered that. I would have PTSD. No. You don't have a football field, babe. When you're going like (laughs) when you're going 60 miles an hour and you slide for like 10 seconds. That's how far you're going. When was that? Like it doesn't you might not recognize that when you're in the car. But you're going so, like you're going. Where was this? Four times faster than a human being can run. So if you're sliding for ten seconds, you're covering. A, I understand the concept. A, a very long distance. I get it. But where did this happen? Uh, where we almost hit the back of a truck, the big transport truck, and I, I and I and I and I avoided it because we we would have hit it like the we wouldn't have stopped in time. But I was able to turn the car enough that we just missed the back of it. I don't remember this. Okay. I'll take your word for it. She was awake for this. I don't know why why you don't remember. I know you wanted to talk about your UFC thing. Oh, but what we didn't talk about, we also got a... Got a pretty bitchin' photo of you oh. up next to the the NASCAR in uh, North Carolina. Oh, and we didn't show them my amazing skills. Skills? Uh, you gotta put them up on their. Oh, did you get the video? Yeah, <laughs> I sent it to him, and we like. Uh, we'll show it. We'll show it. Uh, the yeah, in the, the, video? In the actual episode. Okay. But um. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, we got you um, doing the, the NASCAR thing, and the also NASCAR wait, thing? can we just? Take a second to disrespect Quebec because God, <laughs> does that place suck? Anyone who is from Quebec, they seem move. They seem miserable move. because it's so. First of all, it's just inherently disrespectful. And look, I've had good times in Quebec, so like I'm partially joking. But it's so disrespectful that the entire rest of Canada has to put French and English oh, signage yes. and, and and labels everywhere. And then you go to Quebec and they're like, nah, just French. 
absolutely <laughs> so rude wild it is so rude and you go there it's like you're sandwiched between a bunch of only english speaking parts of the country and then you go there and you're like hello and they're like i don't even know what the word is but whatever they say like some french thing it's you absolutely know? rude because when you go anywhere else i'm sorry we're all speaking english so what's the difference Dude, you can go to japan and, and you find people there will English. speak English to I you know. and treat you, you like can go to Argentina a, and treat you kindly like a tourist. Yeah. You go to Quebec and they're like they'll look at you like you're the stupidest person in the world. You, know, you have French. to act like you're a pretentious asshole. <laughs> I have to go to my roots of my French roots. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's right. You do have French in you. And and behave <laughs> like a total proper person. Um and also it is so cold. It's like even if it you even so if cold. it says it's minus five Minus five in Quebec versus minus five in Toronto or any other part of the country is minus 40. Yeah. It's the coldest place. It's miserable. Do you remember? We got out of the hotel and it, it was like, it was the type of cold where you get out and you're like, you know when you eat something so spicy that it's not even spicy, <laughs> it just hurts? <laughs> yeah. That's like the level of cold. You're not like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so cold. You're just like, ow, in my pain. skin. <laughs> like, in pain. In, in, immediately like you open the do car door and you're just like you just want to close it you're just like i know i don't even want to get out here i know that's why i fed <laughs> that's why i fed the girls uh, all, yeah we're like in oh, the car i'm like let me do all this <laughs> yeah, stuff first before we get out of the car and then get out of the car really fast i can't imagine that like for however long winter is there every day like waking up for work and that's what you have to like no early in the morning it's still dark outside you have to go out and like get like no thanks you need a a remote car starter there for sure yeah i hate it yeah it's too cold so anyways yeah we made it here move, um, we made it here and we watched the fights the other night yeah that was yeah. last I did want to talk about that because it was pretty interesting to see um obviously like the least woke person probably in all of professional sports sean strickland oh my god confront the toronto super woke media so insane. he started so at the press conferences he would start off the if any any reporter asked him a question he would literally be like did you over trudeau and if they said yes or they just if they wouldn't say which means they did he would just rip on them and then go to the next guy. <laughs> and then if they said, no, I didn't vote for Trudeau, then he would be like, he would just answer their question. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it. And we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best, they're legitimate doctors. They're not gonna push any BS on you. They're gonna do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're gonna have the best service possible in this space. So I thought that was hilarious. And then he, people had mixed, reviews mostly like i think like sean strickland was really well received uh the entire twenty thousand uh person arena was scream was chanting fuck trudeau yes fuck trudeau. you showed that to me fuck yeah and uh they so, were fucking but the the there were articles that came out so by uh cbc which is funded by the government <laughs> it's our, it the, was so the biggest news network in canada and uh, they were trying to paint the picture like the UFC has lost its luster to like to people in Toronto. It's like, dude, it was the highest grossing gate they've ever had yeah. at the Scotiabank Arena. Yeah, you know why? Because Toronto loves sports. Go sports. Well, Toronto loves sports, but also there's a lot of people there that don't agree with what's been gone on yeah. with COVID and yeah. the way the government handled that and the seizing of the bank accounts of the trucker convoy and all this stuff. So, you know, they, they felt comfortable in that setting behind Dana Wade and with Sean Strickland yeah, to, being one of the, being the headliner say their piece. to, you know, kind of speak out, I guess. And that they rep that it was represented by them chanting that. Yeah. But, um, there was a guy there, it's this uh, this Asian dude who has a podcast. I think it's called 
MMA fight. He's got a website. I think it's MMA fighting dot com. And he, I think, I read into it a little bit. I didn't go watch this guy's podcast, but from what I gathered, he um, was speaking on the podcast saying he disagrees with um, everything Sean Strickland says. Thinks he's a terrible person, and he basically was going to go as a media person to the press conference just to make him look bad. Okay. So he came in with all these loaded questions. Like everybody knows what Sean Strickland thing. If you, if you follow the UFC, if you follow UFC, right, you would which definitely. they all, they all do. If you're a, an MMA reporter, of course you do, you know, his views are super, super right wing. So if you ask him a question, you know, you really related to a hot button topic, you know what he's going to say, right? Yeah. So is that the fuck Trudeau thing? Let's see if um, I, th I think they're changing. Right <laughs> How insane! Dude, that's an entire. <laughs> Fuck Trudeau! <laughs> Rogan was talking about it. It's the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. Um. Um, but yeah, yeah, so anyways, that guy, I went and looked at his Twitter page, uh, after, and he literally had like, he was just trying to make the stance that he's like the most liberal guy ever. So he literally had his, his pinned tweet was with UFC 297 coming up. I just like to remind everybody. And then he pinned, and then it was a response to a, a previous tweet he made that said, um, uh, trans women are women, which is like fine if you think that. But what the hell does that have to do with UFC 297? Yeah. Like, you're an MMA reporter. Shut up. With yeah, your nobody weird political cares about views. the political We're shit. We're here to watch people punch each other yeah. in the face. We don't... No one wants that. Like, keep that shit out of sports in general. We're trying to be entertained. Okay? This guy was looking for his 15 minutes of fame. But anyways, can you pull up Sean Strickland, like destroys reporter or something like that i can't stand it how people just take it upon themselves to make oh yeah let's watch this one things that are not political political uh we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian community in this city i did want to ask you something you wrote a couple of years ago you said if i had a gay son a couple of years ago that's a nice clip of Joe Rogan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they clipped Joe. Yeah, that was a good edit. But yeah, he went off on the guy, and um, you know, obviously the guy wrote unfavorable things about Christ him, and uh, you know, the woke media didn't love that. But it was crazy the amount of support he got because, like in Canada, it's a really polite culture. It's not, it's a stark contrast to how things are here in Florida, right? People speak their mind here when we had the covid lockdowns the government didn't like and as much as people love ron DeSantis, if you're a conservative a lot of people love ron DeSantis. he might agree with these things but he didn't just decide that the covid lockdowns were like bullshit and we're gonna like let everybody out i think he realized that people were not going to listen right so he's like either we're gonna look like we have no control over people in florida and they're just gonna disobey they're not gonna lock down after like two months people were like we're going out and he was like yeah people everybody should be allowed to go out <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah they're doing it already right like we didn't shut down for a single day at he, want, he he was preparing <laughs> not a single day he was preparing mm -hmm. himself that makes sense you know what i mean he's just he like, was preparing himself to look good so that he could be uh in this race yeah and, to like, become and like i said he might also agree with that, but I think there were a lot sense. of governors in a lot of different states who shared the same belief, but they knew that they 
would get canceled for being, you know, you know, not f- forcing this lockdown or vax mandates or any of these things. Not so here. They, but here, it's like you don't have a choice, man. Either you're you looking at like it's anarchy or you're just going to say it was your idea. So you might as well just say it was your idea. Fuck. I think that I was didn't the, know that. Uh, I didn't think of that. Well, I, I, that's what I think. I, I don't have proof of that's that. That's what I meant. I, they I didn't was think of that position, is what I meant. That's probably what I would do if I was evaluating it, the situation. That does make sense. That you know, sounds so, like it could be a... But uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And then uh, while we're on the UFC thing, man, be, I think because the, like this entire UFC event was just... Like this was the UFC event for conservatives, right? This might as might they might as well have called this like the conservative convention because <laughs> all it was was a showcase of basically the UFC as an organization and the fighters in it sort of just being like, yeah, we don't really agree with that with any of the woke stuff, and everybody really like who was who believes in that as well got behind it. So when Sean Strickland, who is kind of, you know, a strong supporter of that movement is in the main event, everyone before the event even started was if he lost, people were just going to be like liberals. Like they were going to, they were going to say, this is an attack on conservatism. You know, all the judges were LGBTQ, IA plus, whatever, you know, like they, they, they had that ready to go. And as soon as he lost, that is exactly what happened. And I mean, you watched the fight with me. I uh, didn't finish. Uh, I were, fell, fell asleep. So late. So, I was so tired. So disrespectful. Fell asleep. <laughs> well, right, it was like right in the middle of the main event fight. Yeah, or one a.m. It, it, it didn't go late. Um, but immediately everybody said that. And when I, I was watching the fight, and I I I didn't really like care who won. Um, Sean Strickland's a little bit crazy for me with some of the things he says like when he said like all uh children should get abused by alcoholic fathers yeah i mean obviously little, uh, there's things that he bit in left field <laughs> like he said he's obviously a crazy person but uh i still like i i like him he came from a like a tough his story's good he came from a tough background he's pretty reformed from like the beliefs he used to have blah blah blah, blah whatever we don't have to go into it i also like uh, Dricus Duplessis as well. So I was like, whoever, Duplessis, Duplessis, Duplessis. Uh, whoever won, Dricus. I would have been happy with. But when I was watching it, I was like, this seems like a really close fight. And I thought uh, Dricus won. Dricus. Whatever, man. Dricus. I thought Dricus or Dricus, whatever, <laughs> won. Uh, but if they had given it to Sean, I wouldn't have been like, this was a robbery. I would have said, oh, that was a really close fight, and I it, could see it going either way. What, from what I, from what, the only part that I saw, it was, it, it, I didn't, it looked like a tie at that point, and I don't know how many f- uh, rounds I had seen at that point. But It, it uh, was very close. But I think, uh, yeah. But pe- people, you know, they said... It was so obvious that Sean won. What a robbery. This is an attack on conservatism and like just all this nonsense. And I was like, man, the way that I saw at the end, they so people, what they're using as proof is that it shows the significant strikes and Sean Strickland outstruck him in every round. Okay. okay? But in three of those rounds, the significant strike uh, count was like within two or three strikes. Which basically means the same thing, right? Like if I hit you 29 times and you hit me 31 times, we just both hit each other about 30 times. Okay. Right? Like it's not... That's what it it's was? It's not like, oh my God, he got two... You, you got punched 200 times and you only landed one. Like that's a very different scenario, right? It was very close in terms of striking. And then in those rounds, Dreykus got several takedowns. And that was just the tiebreaker for the round. Okay. You were basically even in striking and he got takedowns and so he that he edged you out on the takedowns. How many total each? What do you mean? Strikes. I don't know what the exact number was, but the ones that were close were uh the were rounds uh two, three, and four, and those were all like around thirty. Thirty strikes each. So it was like twenty eight, thirty one, you know, twenty nine 
32, like th- close like that. And, okay. uh, you know, everyone freaked out. And then also what I didn't like. It was pretty boring, for, uh, at least what I saw. No, it was it was a close fight. I felt like it was a little bit of like a chess match. They weren't taking a lot of risks, and that's why it was. I want to. I dare to say it was boring. Yeah. Well, I mean, if but like I said, I didn't watch much of it. I mean, if you want, if you want to see a bar fight, you know, go to a bar. That's a little bit different. But if you want to see like MMA and people like practicing techniques and trying to like it was a chess play the game. You know, that's that's a different thing. And I think people who, not saying that I am like super well versed in martial arts i am not i don't practice any of them but i have watched ufc for a long time uh, mma and boxing and uh jiu-jitsu and it was like, very i appreciate some of the, the the technical aspects of it and the strategy behind it yeah it was so it was calculated yeah it was but the other thing that i didn't like that sean strickland did at the end and still t- even to this day he's been whining about how he got headbutted he got headbutted in the fight? So he says that, right? And then it was this huge thing. Oh, headbutt, headbutt, headbutt. Oh, uh, I, you know, if if I uh, if I complained to the judge, it would have got called and it would have been a no contest. It's like, no, dude. How he got headbutted was literally when Dreykus was standing up and, like, brushed. You know when guys are, like, in the clinch and they're sort of fighting for position and they rub their heads against each other? Okay. It was pretty similar to that. He came up. And, like, you know, he's just moving his head. It was completely not intentional. And, like, I think touched him again with his head where there already was a cut. And it just made it worse. Mm. But the ref didn't see any of that. If they called, if he, like, if they called the fight at the end of that round, it wouldn't have been a no contest. It would have been doctor stoppage because he couldn't continue. So he, he made the argument that he could have got a no contest and blah, 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 blah. And he's just been whining about it ever since. And it's like, dude, just, you know, just take, take your loss. He's a little whiny sometimes. I mean, I, what I liked about him before is he kind of seemed like he was just take your lumps, no bullshit. He's been through a lot, you know, kind of thing. That's what I liked about him. And so to see him whining, you know, you just kind of you lose people with that, I think, in terms of you know your fans and respect it's like don't make excuses just be like ah shit happens and move on if you want to mention it be like in the post fight press conference maybe be like i felt like i got headbutted so and then just that's it don't make five instagram posts all saying oh that headbutt was like super bullshit i should have won everybody thinks i won like he's made so many of those it's like stop you know and even finally, Drake responded. He goes, "Why don't you cry about it?" Dot dot dot. Again, in all caps, on one of the posts he made. So he finally like kind of clapped back at him. Um, that is really all I think I wanted to talk about okay. UFC. I think. Okay. But well. if we're if we're on the topic of like wildly conservative, outrageous yeah. individuals, um, the Andrew Tate thing that we watched, yes. I thought was pretty interesting. So this is Andrew Tate's take on uh, how to be a better partner. Right. And we first saw this on, we were watching like podcast clips and it was on uh, your mom's house, which is Tom Segura and his wife, Christina's podcast. And with a lot of things that Andrew Tate says, it's like, I think that he's good at like diagnosing a problem in society, but the remedy that he suggests (laughs) Well, the is example like, is not good. Like the example that he gives, and what he, yeah, like he basically how he his lifestyle is is. Well, just, let, let's watch this clip because I couldn't couldn't find the one that we watched initially. But he, but but he I basically found, I found one. Well, let's watch it first and then we'll comment on it because I I this is him speaking to Candace Owens and oh that's right you couldn't get the I couldn't find the original but I think he's talking about the same topic here I didn't watch the whole thing. But he's like, it's basically the advice on how to keep your man type deal. What do you think men want in women? I think that the masculine realm that we operate in is based on respect. A woman who makes her man feel respected, not only from her, but from his peers, is the kind of woman a man's never going to want to lose. If I had a woman and I came home with all five of my friends and she came in the house and said, came in the room, who's hungry? Anyone want any food? 
It's not about food. I'm the G now. I'm the big boss. My woman wants to feed all of us. Of, of the guys there, most of their chicks won't, would never do that. That's respect, that's status for me. That elevates my status. Men are actually very simple to please. Make him feel important and make him look important. That's it. Okay, so that was like sort of along the same lines, right? You know, he for some reason all his examples are, well, are about like the woman making food for you, which so, <laughs> like whatever. Before you go into that, he because I quoted it, I quoted it so we wouldn't forget it. He he said, "Help him in life, make him look better to other men." It, and his example was to make him two coffees and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made us right. put this in there. Yeah, yeah. So like, I guess. This is the problem as <laughs> I see it. It's like a lot of couples, especially ones who have been together for a long time, like obviously you see your significant other in their best light and also in their worst. But a lot of couples, I've been in relationships where I've been on the receiving end of this, you know, but I've seen it go both ways where men do this and women do this is they'll take something, you know, some situation where you saw your significant other in, it, or you were around for an embarrassing situation and then you use that in to, to make fun and laugh at the expense of that person yeah like you know if it was like you and me and i was you know we're hanging out with caesar and i'm like hey caesar want to hear about the super humiliating thing that happened to v <laughs> that made her look so stupid and then we all laugh at her and it's like Oh my so god! And fucked. it sounds crazy, but the more you watch couples uh, interact in groups, the more you realize. And I said it, it happens in both, but it is most of the time. And I think because it maybe it feels less threatening that women do this to men. Yeah. Like, look at my big dumb boyfriend. No, like, this is you, what he did, right? Yeah. When and, you said it, I thought about it. And right, and, and that's the opposite. It's like you're making him look. He's the butt of the joke. You're you're basically using his humiliation as a way to entertain a group. And it's like, when you're in a relationship, I think you should be doing your best to always make your partner look the best to everybody else. Like, you should be the person that helps give them confidence because you're always talking them up. You're always treating them really well. You're, you're telling everybody, hey, look how awesome my girlfriend is. Not like, yeah. you know, you um, should have seen her slip on a banana peel the other day. She looks so dumb. Like... No, dude. And you can tell stories that are embarrassing to you if you want, but you know. I know. I I'm not a psychologist, but if you want to dissect this really like down to the bones, uh-huh. like I wonder if the people who are doing this the most because uh I know that I've I've defended uh, people that I didn't respect anymore at a, cer- at a certain point and I was like trying to protect them and I wouldn't say shit, talk shit about them in front of other people. But like, I wonder if the people who really are doing this the most, if they are the ones that are insecure, they have problems themselves and they're only doing that because they just want to, I don't know, make themselves feel better. They're not like really. I think that's part of it, right? Like people who are insecure want to point out the inadequacies in others because it takes, they feel like it makes them look better when you point out the shortcomings of others. You look worse. But you definitely look worse. Well, first of all, if your significant other's a big dummy, well, you don't, you're dating a big dummy. (laughs) That doesn't look good on you. It's like, right? I want everybody to think that like, Oh wow, Hayden's got the coolest girlfriend. Hey, you know, he, she's beautiful. She's smart. She's funny. She treats him well. You know, I wish my girlfriend was like that. Like that's why I want people to see my girlfriend, not like, you know, you're the butt of every joke. Oh, he's dating such a goofball. You know? No, that's awful. But I- it it happens all the time. And like like I said, he's really good. He actually is really good at like finding problems but with he- interactions in society. But like. The way that you make me look good to my friends or to your friends or to other people is not by being like, sure, you're two coffees, master, and then shutting up. <laughs> yeah, that's his example. <laughs> it's just by being kind, you know? Make, just be nice when, when you're around and make me, don't make me look make like an idiot. <laughs> two coffees and shut <laughs> up. What the fuck? It's so specific, too. Why two? Why two coffees? Well, obviously, this was the Candace, a Candace Owens clip. The right. other one was the Thompson Burr podcast. Yeah, he was being more comedic and on he, that one. So he has like, I wonder what else he said, you know? What on on? Because he's that not episode. saying the exact same con every time, obviously. So I wonder what That's else, true. what he, other nonsense. Well, he's, I'm sure he was like on a much better behavior 
around Candace Owens that, you know, that a, a <laughs> conservative, serious yeah. woman than he was on a podcast with two I know, comedians. That's why it's also hard to get a good read on any one person when all you're seeing is one clip or even two or three clips is not enough. To, to be like, fair, I've given uh, Andrew Tate a very charitable uh, sort of... yeah evaluation over the course of my speaking on him on this podcast for the last several years. I would like to say for the record <laughs> that I have learned a lot more about him and I do actually now believe that he is uh, a sex trafficker. Yeah. You did mention that. Yeah. I, I learned a little bit about, um, there, there's a podcast where he explains what the lover boy method is, which is illegal in Romania. It, they, that is, a form of sex trafficking and essentially the concept behind that is if I came to you and I convinced you that I was in love with you and then I used that manipulation of the relationship to separate you from however you make income right now uh, your family your friends anybody who could object to that situation I remove you entirely so that you're a 100% dependent on me yeah and then I make you live also with me which is what he did he moved them from other countries so like uk and all these other different countries he would fly them out there they would have no way to get home because they didn't have money anymore they were working for him once they were kind of like locked into this situation and they had no route out he would just go well you're shit out of luck either keep being a uh like basically a prostitute like a cam girl doing sexual acts on the camera or there you go go figure out how to survive in romania alone so they were like they're fucked and that is and and that's the definition of it and then he so he now there's podcasts where he explains that method what the lover boy method is and he goes that's crazy and like denies it and then in they'll show clips like i've seen the clips of him where he actually explains that that is the method that he uses. Wow. So I was like, holy shit, bro. It takes like 10 minutes. All you need is like any of the videos that the, or some of the videos that detract from him. There was one guy who broke it down really clearly. And maybe I can find the video later. Mm -hmm. But um, where it shows him saying what the Loverboy method is and how he well, that's ridiculous. He would never do it. And then him exactly explaining that he does, he has, and continues to use that method. That's crazy. He's just so like, it's like whoa, dude, flat out like, denying it. Yeah, I guess you are a sex trafficker. So. <sighs> yeah. And people think he's beaten that case. He hasn't. He okay. hasn't beaten the case yet. He's just, he was the first let out on house arrest while they're still investigating him. And now he's, he's I think he's allowed to travel again within Romania. Okay. But the trial has not happened. Okay. He's just been let out. So that, whether or not he beats that case is to be determined, but... By his own admission, he is a sex trafficker. Wow. So, the, and you know, and I'm not going to be like, well, I can separate the sex trafficker from the art. <laughs> like, he's a bad person for sure. Can bad people, like, have still, like, good ideas about certain things in society? Yes. Like, there's yeah. things he says that I agree with. He definitely addresses the problem with, like, masculinity in our culture and the attack against it. Like, I agree with him there. Do I think he's a good person? No. You know, and I have, I really, I really just wanted him to be a good person. I think for a long time, like, I really, you know, went to bat for this, this guy. Yeah, but and there's just, for me since the beginning, down. he let me down for me. Now I'm going to try to get a refund from university. <laughs> <laughs> for me since the beginning, like, you know how I have feelings about these people that we watch or that you watch and I watch because of you watching it. Yeah. You always call them. And I'm calling them out left and right. Andrew Tate has been, it's just that he has a weird fucking way about him. Energy, oh, yeah. if you will. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to call it, he is a strange person. Yeah, I mean. And uh, I would not be wanting to be uh, near him because he'll probably try to sex traffic me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't work try, though because he, he has to like woo them that's not gonna work on me that you guy's weird me. as fuck <laughs> good I'm glad this <laughs> is not gonna work yeah I mean if you look at what he's involved in it's like casinos and 
I have no idea what he's uh, involved. Sex work. The only thing I know a is a bunch this... of different things, and it's like when you look at, oh, who else is involved in those things? Oh, the mob, <laughs> right? It's like oh, okay. He paints himself when oh he and, and he loves to hear himself talk. So him and his yeah. brother both, but I think Andrew Tate a little bit more than his brother maybe. He's just like the main character, so he gets more. My God, that guy can just go on and on and on for days and weeks and months talking about whatever. I mean, it just I mean, comes he, and he's really, he flows. He doesn't like stumble over. He's no. a good talker. He's a good presenter and public speaker and he stuff. He talks like, so much We had shit. him on this podcast. We could be like, so sex trafficking uh, thoughts. And well, just you know, and then speak blah, 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 for the blah, blah, rest blah, blah, blah. of the podcast, yeah. and he would not only cover that topic; he would lead himself oh, into other yes. topics and just hit all of his talking points smooth. And it's like, well, <laughs> how did we get here? You know. So, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. Um, damn. I mean, what else do we want? Shaka kaka. <laughs> oh yeah, we just watched School of Rock the other day, and it sent me down a Jack Black uh, rabbit hole. <laughs> And now I've been saying shaka kaka like 40,000 times a day. You will be rocking in my show, shaka kaka. <laughs> I cannot be in the band. I'm not cool enough. There's so many it. great lines. When he's he's choosing out the or picking them to do their jobs, he's like, shortstop, fancy pants, turkey sub. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> to the big girl that gave him the turkey sub yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, just so many good ones. Um I so, didn't yeah. really, I just put that in there because I just wanted to remember the shaka kaka because we've yeah. been seeing it all day. We have to uh, watch Shallow Hell tonight. That's one I I'm seen. very excited about that. In a long time. I, I, man, they don't make movies like this anymore. They no. don't, right? These movies where I, w I was in uh, high school, the uh, School of Rock, I think, or. Or was it Shallow Hell that I looked up? It was 2003. 2003. I graduated 2004 in I've high been school. In middle school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. I don't know. I feel like Hollywood just lacks creativity now. I, I think that we're in a depressing time. This is like the dark ages of our time. Well, they're like, we know that if we just make another superhero movie, then we're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars like why would we risk it on a new idea and they're just gonna do that until people are finally like okay spider-man 19 the metaverse we were... times seven like okay but come on but dude what number is fast and the furious on no but that's what i'm saying are they sending cars to outer space now like dude it started off like we were like are we there like already in, we live in the hood and we street race cars and now they're they're I like every mission is like all right We've got this special CIA mission for you, but you can only <laughs> do it in your Subaru. They're gonna your do it. souped up Subaru. <laughs> no, they're going to do it in the moon next. <laughs> no, I think they have sent cars to space now. I think they're at that point. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I I think Fast and the, the sixth one is the last one that I saw, but we should probably go watch them all now just for the... No, I'm not doing that. I might do it. I, no, come on. I feel like it'd be great content. <laughs> we can talk no. about how far they've gone. <laughs> no, we're watching uh, Brother's Son right now. That's Thank you for... Awesome show, yeah. That shout was, out to shout out to one of the, one of the uh, girls that is in my following. Thank you. I, you're not, probably not going to watch this sh unless I... Whatever. The point is... <laughs> uh, I'm just putting the thank you into the universe. And I'm going to make a list of all the other stuff. Because uh, somebody else requested it. They're like, oh, put out a, whoever to, whatever they say here. And there's another one, another show that was... The one that uh, was similar to Squid Game. F like an Asian type show that was similar to, yeah, mm. to Squid Game. Have you ever noticed that... Um, I, I don't know if this is just an English thing, but we always want to add S's to things. Like, I have to fight myself to not say Squid Games. Oh. Do you ever notice that? And everyone I hear, they say Squid Games. But it's, is that, it's is Squid, Squid Game. Game. Oh. And you, you know how many times I've been called Hayden Bose? <laughs> what? Just adding an S. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. People like to do that. It's a thing I've noticed. If you can add I'm an S start and it noticing. makes sense, people will do it. I'm gonna start paying attention. I mean, yeah. is this the freaking? Is Dude, this it? I told you. Look, they're in outer space. Be like, why is it a car? You know. <laughs> 
Ludicrous. This is not real. Come on. Come oh on. Oh my god, dude. Cat Williams so mad right now. Could have been me. I just had to shave my sideburns. So do they, they launch him and then they're in their in a car? <laughs> this is insane. It is insane. Um, That's what I said. I'm like, well, they're going to make it in outer space. And you said... They're doing it. Next one's going to be like the uh, immersible or, or submersible one. Oh, my God. They're going to go down. They're going to find the people from the submersible are like living in an underground society with the Titanic people. And there's some major crime. And it was the super elite. There were billionaires on that sub, right? They're down there up to no good, just controlling the world. I could see it. No, dude, come on. Dude, hire this, me. I'm available. I don't want to see it. That's <laughs> going to be a terrible movie. No, they're, but that's the point. It's just they're so terrible that like, you know that going in. You're just like, I'm going to see a terrible movie, but that's what I'm here for. That's wild. It's like a cult following thing. Um, but I, yeah, I think this is, we like, we're good. I think I, yeah, uh, I we got some so. other topics, but they're completely different from what we've no, been talking about. So I think we should save the them. One. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it. We're going to go watch shallow Hal. I suggest you guys all do the same. Um, thank you as always for listening. I know we've been off for a while. Schedule has been a little bit crazy, but, uh, we're going to try to be as regular as possible. So if you haven't already, make sure you head over to hybridstrengthcoach.com, grab one of our programs. You can try any of them for seven days free. Whether you're interested in bodybuilding, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, a combination of those things, any athletic program, strongman, we got it all. Seven days free. Just click the seven-day free option at checkout. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. Shaka-ka-ka. <laughs>